0: 90.1 Hope FM and HopeFM.com Well Ian and I are delighted to be joined by the Senior Minister at Lansdowne Church, Peter Baker. Good morning Peter. Good morning Blair, good
1: morning Ian, good to be here.
0: Well, I was going to say, are you now beginning to breathe a little easier? Because obviously the the whole build program was a little bit more extended than what you had originally thought. But of course, now the doors are open and people are coming, although I know that's presenting some other challenges. <laughs> but what's it feel like to you?
1: Yeah, thanks, Blair. Yeah, no, the, the doors open, they're electronic doors. It's a, it's a <laughs> wonderful building. The lifts talk to you. We have these wonderful um, hand dryers that illuminate blue, and they have a little smiley face once you've finished washing your hands. So it's a wonderful high-tech <laughs> high tech building. Yeah, I'm, I'm relieved at one level. I'm very relieved that after a delay of four or five years on the building project, we've finally crossed the line and we're open for business. But, yeah, I'm tired, uh, and so are many, many people. It's been a tough So you're ready for that of-
0: holiday when you, when you can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it's been a tough mountain to climb, and... Um, Uh, I I think that that I'm very aware now that that we need to start thinking about how we're going to use the facilities because that's a wonderful provision Mm -hmm. in this very uh, key location in in Bournemouth Mm -hmm. town centre. And, uh, yeah, we've not been there for six years. So (laughs) it's sort of, and it's all changed. The whole area has changed in those years.
0: Well, Ian and I went went, went to one of your opening events, and I must admit I was taken aback because it is truly a state-of-the-art Building and even your open air section, which is truly amazing at the top of the building, you know I was thinking to myself crack th- there 's more space out here than there is actually in the main auditorium <laughs> itself, you know but of course uh, you, you have a lot of space and a lot of state of the art facilities there
1: yes it 's at, th- at three levels, and as you say, the terrace um, will provide interesting creative possibilities, uh, yeah, some of the youngsters. Fancy kicking a football there, but then won't be allowed to do that because it's actually on, on the roadside. And you can see across uh, the town uh, it, and, and the landscape and, and the skyline. Of course, has changed in those in mm-hmm. those years that we've been aware. University has moved in. We've got the Livingston Academy School being built just opposite. It's 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 a it's a place where there's a lot lot happening. And mm-hmm. it's for us, it's a matter of taking our time and working out the most effective use of of, of the uh, of the premises.
0: Now I know, of course, you, you staged a number. Of- of opening events, dedication events, and so on, and a lot of people were were going through. I guess they're probably still going through because as people walk past, they think, "This is new. Let's let's check it out." Yeah. What sort of what sort of feedback have you been getting from from ordinary folk?
1: Yes, I mean to date. Very positive. You, you, you'd you'd like to think that would be the case, anyway. I mean, for for example, I met the owners of the sushi bar opposite uh, the church. They came to one of our reception events and talked to them about about their background and and their and their possible you know partnering with us. We we run a, a soup kitchen for we call it in touch for homeless and vulnerably housed people, and so we're we're picking up contacts with with local partners. That that school, Livingston Academy, we're we're talking to them about how we can help them because they've yet to finish their 1800 pupil um, setup, up so, so talking as well to the university looking at how we can be involved in the community, we want it to be a resource for the community, people are passing by it's a thoroughfare, thousands of people live, work uh, uh, nearby the, the building, so all of that is exciting possibilities and I guess the thing for us Blair we need to be careful about is that we don't try and do a lot of things in a quickly. mediocre hmm. way and we do a few things really well um, and of course ultimately this is a building for the worship and glory of god um that's why we're in business you know to point people away from ourselves to, to christ and i think that's the hope that, that i've got personally that mm-hmm. the church will be a be a, a center for mission
0: and christian education now let's talk about that mission because the landstone story takes us right back to 18 was it 92 uh Oh, is that the right year? 1876. It was built even further back. Yeah, it was built by the uh, architect
1: Christopher Creek. There's a pub, the Christopher Creek pub, very near Lansdowne Church. Actually, uh, Mary Shelley invited uh, Christopher Creek uh, to come and build some uh, properties for her in Boscombe. She liked so much what he'd done that she retained him, and he became a landmark designer and architect for some of the buildings. In the town at that point, you know, uh, 1876, Lansdowne Church, the Baptist Church, as it was then, being one of them. And so that building stood for 139 years. But by the time that we, you know, we were coming to the end of its sort of cycle, it was no longer fit for purpose. I mean, back in the day when I was, I was only in that old building for a year and a half as a senior pastor, but I remember how uncomfortable the seats were and how difficult it was to get to the balcony. Um, and if you were, were squeezed into a particular pew, you, you'd leave with a, with a stiff neck. So, so we're delighted that we've been able to improve the facilities now. And it is, a, as you say, it's, a, it's fit for purpose. It's a state-of-the-art building, high technology, lots of different kinds of spaces, a sports hall. My, my grandson came down to look at the building the other day and said, when he walked into the sports hall, I don't think he was that fussed with the big screen, the multi, you know, multi-tech screen, he said to me, Grandad, looking at the sports hall, the basketball hoop, Grandad, this is the best church ever. <laughs> and he said and he said the lift talks to you. So um so it, it is a great building for all ages and stages. And
0: folks, the lift does talk to you. <laughs> High tech is the is the word for it. Of course over the years, Lansdowne was very much associated as a teaching centre. It Very quickly became uh, an attraction, particularly for students. But people coming down to the area on holiday would in- invariably have Lansdowne Church uh, on their uh, on their agenda as a must do, must experience, because the church was 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 very much associated with great Bible teaching, and of course also student life, because you 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 you're right. Your the position there is in student land, isn't it? And Business land, of mm, course not, mm, because mm. of the development. when you set out with your team to to envisage the new building, mm. what did you have in mind what What was the heart of what your vision was? I think we
1: wanted to create a sense of openness, transparency. The old Lansdowne building, if people remember it, was pretty forbidding, like a lot of baptist uh, you know, churches back in the day stone walls you didn't know what was going on you know no one would know if you were walking past so i think one of the one of the drivers was to create a, a sense of transparency looking in what's going on here so we got this wonderful um uh, road-facing hub cafe um glass cafe Uh, you can see what's happening. There's a lovely reception area. It's very spacious and airy. So that was one of the things we wanted to do. The second thing I I, I think was in the design spec was creating genuinely multi-purpose possibilities. So that auditorium that that you and and Ian were in the other day can be used, of course, for Christian worship, but it can be used for lectures, it can be used for theatre events. It's a wonderfully intimate uh, wraparound building. Uh, a worship space designed for about 650 uh, to 700 people. Uh, That was another thing then. We wanted a uh, multi-purpose concept. And that runs right through the setup, you know, the uh, various other small rooms, large rooms. They've all got screens. They've all got, as you say, uh, (laughs) state-of-the-art tech. So they can be turned at a moment's notice from one thing to another. I think we also wanted to create... Going back to the terrace, the, uh, you know, the the, the top floor um, uh, space, we wanted to create the possibility of of various kinds of events going on. So, you know, uh, hospitality, food, drink, uh, as well as meetings and talking. So so all of that was in the design brief. I think the question now for us is, is all of that possible? And sometimes at the same time, what we're discovering is that lots of people want what they regard as the key space, i.e., the hub, the cafe downstairs in the entrance area, and not much else. So we're going to have a, a real interesting challenge about how we use, utilise, maximise the potential of that, of, that, of that building, because it really is quite huge.
0: Our king, nothing can compare Come let us adore. That's a great song there, Behold Our God from Sovereign Grace Music. And, of course, as Peter, uh, Senior uh, Minister at Lansdowne Church, said there, that, of course, the whole reason uh, behind uh, building exciting new venues, exciting as they are, but, of course, it's that message that never changes, the fact that we have a God who loves us. And that's a message, of course, that Lansdowne has been preaching all these years and i guess we'll continue to preach but with a contemporary society and with a backdrop of course of covid peter and all the challenges that that has brought that in itself of course sets i guess you and the team of challenges how do you how do you take that gospel that never changes but right. actually present it to a contemporary society.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's the challenge for every every church all over the UK, uh, post-COVID, if we are post-COVID. Uh, certainly living in the world that we are now, it is, it is a very challenging world, a very disturbing world, and yet we have this constant message that was true of the old Lansdowne, as you say, the, the great Bible teaching uh, over the generations. I hope will still be true going forward. But now allied to... Uh, yeah, uh, a recognition that times have changed, culture has changed, people's questions are actually still the same, and therefore the answers from the from God's word are still the same, and and our mission is to be creative uh, in applying that timeless um, message to to the changing times of our contemporary context. I, I think that we're going to be influenced sh- uh, significantly as a church for the next year or so by by the pandemic. Implications. Well, there's still a nervousness oh, out there. I yeah. R- risk aversion is still very real. People are still shielding. And so from our point of view we're still operating within, you know, government guidelines in terms of uh, the recommendations and we will be careful about that it has been interesting for us though in the last three weeks since we've opened to see just how many people are coming back to church so maybe the the draw, the attraction of a new building is mitigating some of the, the risk necessary risk factors and uh, we're, we're mindful that these are early days this is a honeymoon for us uh, and I think we need to be just measured in, in how we move forward. But keep in mind the mission, the central mission of the church, uh, which is to point people to the gospel of Christ. And that, that's a, a message for the whole world. And, and, of course, the whole world does come to, to Bournemouth, to Lansdowne. We're just a, a stone's throw from the International College. Uh, hundreds of students uh, every, every September arriving now this week. Uh, so we're looking at how we connect with them and, and, and how we relate to that sort of community. And then there's the other residential communities that are nearby um, the building itself. Lots of issues right now uh, buzzing around uh, our, our, our minds. We want to try and focus on what we can deliver realistically in these first, you know, five, six months. I mean, a lot of us, Blair, a lot of us in local churches are pretty tired, worn down by the sheer demands of the last 18 months of, of COVID. And I'm mindful of that, too. Mindful of not being overly demanding, uh, just gentle with, with our of volunteers, you know, Lansdowne, like most churches, relies not upon a large staff. We haven't got that large a staff actually mm. in relation to the of the church. But we rely very heavily upon an army of volunteers, and and they're juggling pressures in their lives too. So, so as a pastor, I, I need to, to to listen to the conversations and get a sense of the heartbeat of the church, but also to set the bar, uh, to call people to the to, to the to the mission of the church, to keep that bar high, um, but. be realistic uh, especially in these these early uh, weeks and months.
0: Of course the other thing is Lansdowne has never been a church that's been just inward looking and I know that you've gone to great pains to invite all sorts of people leaders of other churches Mm. leaders of the of the community you know the 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 council and and so on and and the schools and the university as you mentioned earlier on Uh, and I guess that 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 reaching out to the community has, has also been a, a building block for Lansdowne, hasn't it?
1: Yes, I think true. Again, historically, it's always been true, and I think it remains the case. Um, we want to be yeah, engaged and connected to and contributing to the communities in, in which we live and, and, and where we serve. So, yeah, we wouldn't want to be an isolated little ghetto. I mean, our people, you know, come in from various parts of the, the conurbation anyway. So we have a mission that's local to that new wonderful building. We have a mission that's connected to our other site at Woodbury Avenue. We've been planting a little congregation because that's where you've been for the yeah, last few yeah, years. Yeah, we've isn't been there? very grateful to to, to to use that facility as our main headquarters during our kind of wilderness wanderings, and we've been able to plant a little congregation into Townsend Estate, which is quite nearby. We hope to carry on using Woodbury Avenue in a variety. Of ways as a resource for Christian mission in the Stroudon Park area. So, so we, we will remain f- focused, hopefully not inwardly, but on on many aspects of, of mission in the conurbation and throughout the world. Uh, we're looking forward very much to mm-hmm. connecting with, with with all manner of people.
0: I mean, obviously in, in the contemporary world, um, you know, it, it's interesting, isn't it? In the UK, the heart, I suppose the temperature of Christianity and people's interest. In it, you know, and in in many churches, of course, you know, particularly young people and students and so on, uh, have in the the main turned away. Uh, And yet, of course, in Lansdowne over the years, you have seen a lot of students uh, coming in. And I guess also you have have a number of young families, you know, in the church. But I guess within the contemporary situation that we find ourselves in the the modern world, uh, what's your own feeling about the spiritual temperature in the U.K.? yeah
1: i i think it's very easy for us as christians to feel marginalized you know our voice not to be heard uh, um there's a sometimes quite an aggressive secular agenda that that wants to um almost forbid uh, the the christian expression of faith uh, or keep it private you know and yet faith, if it's anything at all in terms of following Jesus, it has to, it has to be public. Uh, we had a baptism service just last Sunday, our first in the new building, four people baptised and that is very much a public statement of faith and so part of my role is to encourage uh, our congregations to, to live that faith out in the public context in the marketplaces, in, in the work context, wherever they live and so while we're facing an agenda often from society that says we, we don't We don't want to hear what you actually believe. Um, I'm encouraging my people to to be confident in who they are in Christ and in Mm -hmm. the message of Jesus. And that means that we've got to perhaps know our message better. Because I think there is a, 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 a good basis on which we can engage with the, the big questions of society, the big issues of the day, climate change and, uh, and, and, and all kinds of you know, philosophical doubts about the nature of faith and skepticism that's very real, very prevalent in our culture. I think the Christian faith stands up well uh, in any Context to any argument, but we make that argument with grace and with kindness. Uh, We have a reason. We we need to give a reason for the hope that we have in Jesus, but we do that with grace, with understanding, with 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 care. Um, and yet we mustn't we mustn't compromise. And I think that 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 we're we're struggling, Blair, with with some of our teenagers. So I don't think we've got a large group of teenagers. I think that, that
0: but that's it, quite common. Peter, it is, isn't it, it yeah.
1: is right across the national church, the church scene. Yeah. I think that's a particularly vulnerable group, and has been throughout COVID, in fact. As far as our student mission is concerned, because we've been out of the area of of the Lansdowne campus for several years, we're having to reengage with our students. Uh, so for us, some of this is the beginning of a. a a very new journey I'm looking forward to that. I'm personally excited about it. Um, it's something that, that I thought we would be doing three or four years ago. So, in a way, <laughs> I've been waiting for, for, this, for this season in my life for, for quite some time. Uh, but right now, uh, a bit like <laughs> buying a new pair of leather shoes, I'm getting used to the way that the, the church building fits those, those feet of ours. Um, and that'll take a few, a few weeks to wear in, maybe a few months to wear in. Mm. But I'm looking forward to the walk <laughs> and, maybe, and maybe the run. In the
0: future. Of course, the great Corey Ten Boom, she used to say, there's no pit so deep that his love is not deeper still. And I guess that I was watching a television programme uh, last week. It was, a, it was a mom actually, who talking about her teenage daughter who had s- a- attempted several times to take her life mm. uh, because she just suffers, very capable young girl, but suffers from deep depression. Mm. And of course, we, we now know that the statistics are telling us that that. Lots of people have, the COVID has really brought them to a very, very low place. There is a need, I guess, for us all to be re- defining what life I- I- is all a- about. Like, it seems to me that the church is best positioned to do that but one of the things that this mum was dis- distressed about actually was that her daughter couldn't get an appointment you know with the relevant authorities and of course we know that with everything that's going on even to see the GP and all of that but here it's a church always available but I guess it's balancing that immense sea of need mm. with, with, of course, the, the capability to respond. Sure. It is a sea of need. You're right. And,
1: and in some ways, we're now beginning to pick up the pastoral backlog of, after 18 months. And mental health challenges uh, are, are significant amongst that pastoral backlog. We, we, we've got to re-engage with people in person who have been coping with online church in in most cases for many, many months. Um, and yes, I think it's true that the, the reality is that many of us feel even more broken and vulnerable uh, than we did, you know, 18 months ago. And, and yet that's what partly the church is there for, to be a, a context for the broken and the grieving and the sad, to lament, to find hope and faith in Christ, to find a community of people um, that are not perfect, but they're on this journey uh, with Christ at the center of the journey, the way, the truth, and the life. So, so for me and for my pastoral staff, it's going to be an interesting um, next few months as we catch up conversations, as we begin to assess the level of concerns that people have now got and how we bring the gospel of, of, of grace and forgiveness and mercy and healing into our own, you know, brokenness and then share that, uh, share that journey of recovery with, with others.
0: Well, Peter, thank you so much much uh, for joining us with us again, and we enjoyed very much our visit, and I'm sure it won't be the last visit down yeah, to, uh, to Lansdowne. But for people who haven't checked, checked you out yet, I mean, there's that invitation still to them? Of course. And your your services on, on a Sunday. What time are they?
1: Yeah, we're 10.30, and uh, uh, only at the moment, moment in the morning, but from a week Sunday, we're hoping to begin our first... Uh, evening mm. event and we're calling it Sundays at 7 so that's a, a kind of experimental for us mm. we've we moved away from the old 6.30 time and we're having, we're, we're doing something different and I think that's partly because of the online lessons we've learned. Mm. things have been very different online and we had experimental kind of programmes so yeah Sundays at 7 will be our first Sunday evening event but normally 10.30 on a Sunday morning mm. and then the coffee shop open on a Monday and Wednesday, come and have a look at the, 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 the
0: Hub Cafe. Fantastic and of course your services will continue to be streamed each, each Sunday, and and I guess that people can also check out your website, yes. which will give the full extent of all the, the church yeah, activities.
1: Yeah, website, uh, always there. Online, we've had a great online reach because of COVID, and um, I'm meeting people now coming to the church who said, I've I, I, as if they know me, they see me on the screen for the last uh, year and, <laughs> and a half. I don't know them. One lady from Cyprus has moved into Tuckton, and she's now coming to the church. Th- those are the stories that, that I think only heaven will really be able to uh, tell when we when we when we get there and realize what god's been doing across the world through this covid pandemic
0: 90.1 hope fm and hopefm.com